Welcome to Broadcast with a Capital BR. I'm your host, Gio, and I am joined by our co-host, Elmer Fudd, and we thank you for clicking that play button. Elmer, it has been a very long time, it feels like, to see your face and to hear your voice. Hey, How are you man, doing? dude. Man, oh, it's been so long. How are you doing? It, How are you doing? It's 2022. You look handsome as heck. Uh, I, I just, I, I wish I was there right now, massaging your shoulders while we recorded this together. All comfy, cozy. You have to massage the double chin too, there, bud. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, I'll spend it's almost the most a, time massaging that double chin. It's almost a triple threat here. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Yeah, man, I'm ready to get back into this. It's been a minute. We got some interesting topics, some cool things, things to look forward to. New season coming up at some point. Just had a tournament. Just too much stuff to talk about. Yeah, and you've delivered plenty of packages since then. And dude, well, man, I was gonna, I was gonna crazy. keep track of it daily, like how many I delivered. And about day three, I was like, "This is too much work. I'm done with this." <laughs> yeah, no, but I, it was a lot. And I've had, and since since the last time we recorded, which was about five weeks ago, we've had six ear infections, three stomach viruses, the flu. Oh. And been tested for COVID like four times. So it's been a long five weeks. Yeah. And, and and the stomach, the stomach bug and the flu and the ear infection was all three me. I had all three of those. So pretty, oh, pretty bad time uh, in, in this, uh, the Garrett family, their geo oh, family. Yeah, so, but you're here, you've made it to the other side, not yeah, that other side, to the other here. side of the, you, you know what I meant? You're not lying. So with that, Broadcast is an Apex Legends podcast. It is your number one ultimate source of Apex Legends-related content from news, deep dives, community-related topics. We hope that you will join us on our quest for knowledge and mastery as we explore Apex Legends together. With that said, we'd like to welcome any first-time listeners. If you would like to become a part of the broadcast community, please visit our link tree at linktree forward slash br underscore broadcast, where you will find all of our links. Again, that's linktree underscore link tree forward slash br <laughs> underscore broadcast it is as rusty uh but let's go ahead and get into the topic rundown so the first thing we got is some quick announcements and quick topics we've also then got the question of the week we've got matchmaking frustrations is one of our topics and then our second topic our second main topic is solo doq tips where i've typed out 20 tips for anyone that plans on solo queuing or duo queuing into pubs or ranks. So, and those are all from the heart. Everything came straight from me. Um, of course, you know, I've watched videos and stuff, but that was after I'd actually typed them all out. So I was pretty excited about it. So with that, let's go ahead and move into our show announcements and quick topics. And uh, the first two things we've got here are some, uh, we want to remember some great people. Uh, Betty White from Golden Girls passed away in the time that we've not been with you. And so as a, I guess a thing tribute to her, I've got, thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. All right. So that's back from the top. That is my tribute from Betty White. I wish I'm not going to do it again (laughs) because I got to sing. I got to sing one more because of Bob Saget. Thank you. Thank you. So for Bob Saget, uh, of course, with Betty White, you know, she contributed big time to movie and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, the TV and Golden Girls was always on and for my mom whenever I was growing up. So it was great to uh, relive that. And then Bob Saget is one of the most down to earth, uh, real uh, 
actors that you would have ever met. He was, they, everybody said that he was just the sweetest guy. Um, I watched uh, Kimmel talk about him and he just cried. He said, I tried to do this 14 different times and talk about Bob and Bob was just one of the sweetest men I ever knew. And it showed through his comedian, com- comedian acts and, yeah. and his work. I mean, it was awesome. So for Bob, we have everywhere you look, everywhere you look, there's a heart. There's a There's heart, a, heart. <laughs> a hand to hold on to. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a face. There's a There's face, a face. <laughs> of somebody who needs you. So that's just shout out to Betty White and Bob Saget. We will miss you, and we Absolutely. hate that 2021 took you from us. But we are, um, you know, we hope that you are happy wherever you may lay. Um, so with Amen, that, we dude. also had the Elmer Fudd 26 apex tournament so elmer how did this tournament go for you and you know the winners man are just some ruthless people oh yeah I'm, I'm kind of like there's been some back-end stuff with you know certain pro teams that aren't a thing anymore i guess so like we're just watching good players that play together just absolutely wreck things but i had the third will who a lot of people out there know i had him in the shoutcaster booth with me this time he did an incredible job we jumped back and forth beautifully, which is nice because the last one was just me catching up with a friend and being drunk the whole time. So no <laughs> casting happened. So it was nice yeah. to just really, you know, go out there, give it my all. Great turnout for the stream. Great turnout for the teams. Some incredible gameplay. A lot of awesome moments. And just, I mean, ever there's no, there was no drama. There was no issues. It just, it started. I didn't have any technical issues. There's nothing I had to deal with in the back end. Like, <laughs> and it just flowed beautifully. So yeah, I had yeah. a great time and you got to be a part of it with Bert, one of our fantastic patrons and Dr. Shrimpley. How was that as a, as on the gameplay side of things? Cause I watched you cause your team not to win a game. Cause you kept screaming, revive me. <laughs> oh man. No. Um, I mean, we did get, I think it was two wins, two top threes. Um, I had, I think it ended up being with like, I had top kills. Bert had like top damage. Um, uh, Dr. Shrimply deaths. Yeah. And the highest intoxication level out of all of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was pretty messed up by the end of it. So I totally it was interesting it. to uh, be a part of that um, tournament, but overall we were team Facebook marketplace and I enjoyed our time there. We got, I'd probably say the least amount of damage and the least amount of kills on any win in FUD tournament history. And we yeah. pulled off the final win. If you want to discount, um, you know, uh, Adam bomb, not complete. And we win do discount it. Yeah, we do discount <laughs> it. That didn't count at all. Yeah. That was awesome. Strong. That was a great win. It was, we were duo for about half the match. Cause Shrimply just couldn't type or do anything anymore. Uh, so he had died and we won probably just by playing position. position. <laughs> he probably, yeah. it was um, awesome, man. It was a good win, man. Yeah. Nothing wrong yeah. with it at all. So great there. Uh, so yeah, just if you want to play in the 27th tournament, just make sure you're looking out on our discord. And also Elmer Fudd has his own discord that once you decide to play the tournament, you'll join and then you'll always get updated on any, any tournaments heading your way. So make sure you do that. Um, of course you can find the discord on our link tree um, for us. And then we'll, we will gladly point you to uh, Fudd who will gladly point you to his discord. Yeah. And just one more thing, just real quick for anyone out there, like is literally for everybody. We have, I mean, like the team that won got 172 points and last place got 22 and everyone had an equally fun time. Even the people who got last talked to them. They had loved the experience. They just enjoyed being together. 
and being in this kind of scenario. So if you just want to get in and play and have this experience, again, it's, it's free. There's no prize pool. You're not losing anything by being a part of it. You're just playing with your friends and experiencing this kind of gameplay. So, yeah, I mean, if you're out there, jump in. It's just fun for everybody. Yeah, and my goal is always to see how many shots I can make Elmer Fudd take. I think the most wins we've got in one of your tournaments is four. So that's that I would contribute yeah. four shots. So, the, uh, so I've seen you yeah. messed up, man. I've seen Dude, you that was up. that was a rough. We, there was twenty seven wins total that tournament. Oh man, that was nutty. I, I remember was wrecked. I've never passed out drunk before, and that was <laughs> just blackout <laughs> done. Game over. Oh man, yeah. So if you want to make, if you want to see Elmer Fudd at, at like the funniest he is, you know his tournaments are where his <laughs> his comedic side kicks up and the alcohol hits and. It's just a fun time. So join us there yeah. and all that. And then, of course, we would love for you to join us on our YouTube. Our Mad Maggie video got around four, almost 500 views now. Um, and so look out on for more content. And the content will strictly come from um, the podcast itself. I'll be trimming the videos and making more clickbaitable titles. And then also we will have VOD reviews and all that. I'm, I'm slacking on all that. So that's going to be coming. And all that will be on our YouTube for any of you guys to review. Um, one thing I did want to throw out here, um, I know that whenever we talked about Mad Maggie, one of the things that we were worried about was the flashbang. They have confirmed there, there will be no flashbang. There, yes. there will not be. That was my biggest thing, man. You know, I was super terrified. I was like, no, no. Yeah. So it looks like she's actually going to be throwing knives is what it looks like. Oh, that's that's cool. going to be replaced with. So I that, and that was that. a part of the animation that we had talked about was her like throwing a knife at something. And so I think her, whatever it is it'll be something about throwing knives and then of course she'll have wall hacks like everybody's getting wall hacks even fuse Every, and all oh yeah stuff. absolutely and speaking of wall hacks uh make sure you're using the fuse ability right now while you can of course whenever you want aim up in the sky throw an arc star or your best is a frag aim yep. your alt at the frag and then it it, it expands the fuse ultimate radius by five times the original uh, radius or, or di diameter diameter. So you're able to see five times what you would be able to see. And then of course, even though that's not a complete circle anywhere that's within the fire uh, circle that you create from that, you will be able to see where characters are located. So in a way, if you are able to do this with fuse, you're going to get more information than you would get with any of the scanned characters, oh, yeah. um, such as crypto or bloodhound. So Right now, Fuse has got that ability. We don't know how long it will be in the game, but make sure you hit it up. I saw that on TikTok the other day, and I went, "Woo, that's going to get patched real quick." <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, I think that it's it it's hard to do. So, or, well, it can oh, be yeah. hard to do. So, I mean, well, why not just leave it? We've got you know the the training ground or whatever it's called. You know where you can really just practice until you get the timing just right. So yeah, mm -hmm. it, with enough practice, you know, it shouldn't be too difficult to do. And then, of course, one more fuse fix that's hopefully coming soon is the shark, um, the shark on his ult, where the the thing that shoots the bomb out. Um, whenever you actually use your ult, you're not able to see the shark. You see the normal uh, whatever he the cannon that he uses. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully they fix that soon. Um, and then, of course, one thing that we've got coming very very soon, probably in season twelve, is the crypto event will be coming, and that will have the crypto heirloom with a retractable sword which will also probably come with a crypto um, rework like we saw with Watson. We got the Watson oh, yeah. heirloom and the Watson rework at the same time. We'll also probably see a crypto heirloom 
with the crypto rework at the same time. And then we are also probably going to see an LTM associated with crypto um, in some form or fashion. So be on the lookout for that. That is actually almost confirmed now um, that that's coming in season 12. And then, of course, the last thing that we've got here is be on the lookout. We are going to be talking about possible ALGS content changes. We might go from not doing all the regions to just doing NA, um, but that is not a confirmed thing yet. So yeah. make sure you're listening um, on that. If you listen to ARR ALGS content, just make sure you go check that out, um, and we will talk about it more on that show, but I definitely want to throw it out here. Why don't we go ahead and move into the question of the week, Elmer? Yeah, our first question of the week for this, the year of 2022. What would you like to see added to Apex in 2022? Uh, some great answers out of the gate from the Discord, which you should definitely join so you can be part of the question of the week on the show. Uh, from Whiskey Sticks, he wants to see more game modes. He'd love to see a 5v5 arena, a death match, more arena maps, slight balance adjustments in arenas. I think he likes arenas. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> uh lmgs need reworking as a whole class absolutely agree nothing crazy they just don't fit into their own class well they need to have more movement and hip fire penalties mm. do you want to i feel like like with us this kind of stuff i feel like we can hit on a little bit of this more game modes obviously we love ltms yeah um 5v5 arena that's basically deathmatch at that point right but i definitely agree i'd love to see that i think we talked about that last show yeah we talked about like the 100 versus or the 100 and the 50 versus 50. And he did confirm. I did make sure that he does not want to get rid of three V three. He wants five V five to be added on top of three V three in that. Um, as far as large machine guns and that might light just be guns. light machine. guns. sorry. <laughs> large. I, I'm, I'm out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That might, we can actually, we'll make that a topic in a future video so we can I actually agree. talk about that. Cause there's so much you can talk about with spread and, and, and penalties and all that kind of stuff. But there's, there comes a point where you get, you get what you're given and you just have to figure out how to, like, it's, it's what you're given. So yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll talk about that more often, more, more later. And then movement, hip fire penalties. No, no, that's the whole point of apex is the mm-hmm. movement and, and hip firing. Any other game oh. is ADS apex, yep. man. It's so satisfying to just slide everywhere and hip fire. Mm. Absolutely. I'm glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> uh, Agent 10132 says, more legends, more lore. And I agree. The lore has been incredible lately. These videos, that uh, Bangalore video was so good. And yeah, I mean, obviously, we want more legends, more stuff to talk about, more content for us, but more things to play with in the game. You just, you never know what legend is going to stick for you. I know someone who really did not enjoy Apex until Ash launched, and they're like, this is exactly my play style. And now they play Apex all the time. Yeah, uh, one thing that I did, I was talking to Crazy. He's a member of our Discord, and, uh, and obviously he he's, hangs out with us a lot and comments a lot on a lot of our stuff. With Olympus, the Horizon stuff that came out uh, before Olympus came out, like, worked great. Yeah. The one thing that we didn't see, that kind of stuff, whenever it came to, I want to say, whenever Stormpoint came out, we didn't see a lot of that. We saw very little of what Stormpoint meant. Um, and, and I think like the gridiron event, if it would have came before storm point was introduced, then I think that it would have been a better setup than what we have now. Yeah. I'm getting at. No, I could see that hundred percent. Um, coach rice. He says, he says audio tear emoji. Yeah. Sometimes your teammates are just way louder than everything else randomly. So you think there's enemies there. 
and sometimes you can't hear anything. So like, you know, Ash's ult was silent and I think they did, they did actually nerf that. So it has some audio. Well, not I, I, I buff for every other player in the world, but so that actually has some audio now, but yeah, no, the audio could definitely get some work for sure. Yeah. I think one of the things that I noticed recently playing, uh, one of the places that we've been dropping a lot is big mod and oh, yeah, 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 man. Like, I think of like town takeovers and big mod is one of my favorites. Um, but the one thing that sucks about big mod is there's so many levels to big mod. And the worst part of the audio is the vertical. What Adam bomb was saying is the vertical. So like, if you yeah. have someone dropping down on you, you're not going to hear them. And big mod is one of those places. That's like, you could get dropped in on it any second. Oh and yeah. We were, we were dropping there and a man, I, I could not hear anything. At all. And no, it was if they're horrible. behind you, it sounds like they're above you. If they're above you, it sounds like they're below you. It's and so I'll put my headphones like backwards and upside down. And, and yeah, it's just nothing. It doesn't make sense to you. No, it does not make sense at all. But we, of course, had a little bit of a wish list there as well. So what do we have there? Just we have just two things right now, but we could explain Spain more in the future. Yeah. You know? Obviously, more LTMs. You know, we had basically just a rehash of all the ones we've had before previously this last year. So some new LTMs, they always do a really good job with LTMs. We really want those limited time, limited time matches, maps, modes, modes, modes. What do you think of modes? I kept saying limited time events, limited time games. Oh no. Yeah. No modes. That's me. We can do this. Um, But also we'd love to see better matchmaking. Huh? Geo, does that lead you anywhere? Maybe. Yeah. So that leads us into our first topic. What? Man. So, yeah. So our first topic is matchmaking frustrations. And so on December 23rd of last year, Mangoes and Trees, who's one guy that posts a lot of YouTube content surrounding Apex Legends, um, he's claimed that he plays, he's played over 5,000 hours of Apex. That's a lot of, a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. That's yeah. a heck of a lot of hours. But the uh, video itself, and we'll make sure it's, uh, it's in the, uh, in the description. Um, it's the truth about Apex matchmaking. So I want to discuss the points he made in this video and kind of talk about them. So the first thing that he says, everyone has two major questions. Um, and I've got three actually here. So how are my solo queue and teammates so bad? Every time yeah. that you get in there, that's like, and, and a lot of the why, why I did this is because in the discord, I've heard a lot of this is like, I can't play solo. I can't play duo. My yep. third's horrible. I need a third. And it's like, okay, so something's going on here. So that was the first question you asked in the video. The second question was how am I put into a lobby of preds where I don't belong? Every and then uh, there's a lot of it. It's a lot of it, you know, um, or, or like just, an Apex. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. What? Or just like loading it in as pops at the champion squad. And they mm-hmm. have a banner with like 800,000 kills. You're like, what am I doing against this guy? Yeah, I've exactly. Four. Yeah. And that was the third question. Or like in apex arenas, you have a level three or in a level seven put on your team when you solo queue, yep. but you're going up against a full squad of people with 4k damage and 20k kill or 20 kill badges. Uh, it, it It's for us as players. It's like sometimes like we look at that and we're like, Oh my God, like this is horrible matchmaking. Um, but the reality behind it is respawn. Let us know a very long time ago, um, what they're doing for, for matchmaking and why they're doing it. And so we're going to get into that right here. So apex prides itself on fast queue times. They look for quantity over quality. 
But to yep. them, quantity, the more players that's playing at a time means more to them than the quality of your matches that you're having. Exactly. They know you'll, you could get pooped on, but you'll be like, all right, fine. Next match and just go, go, go. Cause yeah, like, like Gio just mentioned, the matches load so fast. You can just get into the next one after a bad one. And they know and that for a BR, the goal. that's important. Yeah. yeah for absolutely. a BR, that's important. It's a, that's why it's something that we want. So developers assume that players would rather get into matches quickly than wait for the perfect match, which when it comes to pubs, this is true. I think yeah. whenever it comes to pubs, this is true. Um, for ranked players and more competitive players, I would say that's probably not as true, but, um, one thing that happened uh, a year ago, so that's why I'm saying we've known about this for a while. A year ago, Jason McCord, who has since left uh, Respawn, he had something to say on Reddit. And so I'm going to let Elmer Fudd read this real quick to you guys, and then we can maybe break it down a little bit. Absolutely. Buckle up, listeners. All right. As a game that requires 60 people to play, reprioritize making matches quickly over creating uh, in quotes, the perfect match, end quotes. This is mostly noticeable in small regions or late night sessions. This is why I don't really identify our system as SBMM, skill-based matchmaking. This is why you'll see some variance in who is in your match. We assume you'd rather play a match than sit in queue for 10 minutes. This goes for ranks two. We wait longer to make more fair matches here, but eventually we want all our players to actually play the game. So we'll merge ranks to start a game. To be fair, I don't think the system is flawless and we are discussing improvements. I don't believe it's any secret that I won't share with you exactly how our matchmaking system works for a few reasons. It's probably exploitable if you tried hard enough, even if it's not exploitable in any meaningful way, it doesn't mean players wouldn't try weird stuff to try to exploit it. It also changes often. We can make tweaks on the back end and relatively quickly, and we don't broadcast those tweaks. Sometimes we're running a test to see if a particular tweet tweet tweak to the math makes players play longer or lower queue times, etc. We don't broadcast changes so that our tests can be un- untainted. We don't broadcast changes so that our tests can be untainted. Typical experiment guidelines, caustic approved. We also believe that the game is best when you are trying to play for real, even in pubs. We've seen real data show that players, that people who lose or win too much have a higher chance to stop playing forever. The game feels best when the pacing of wins comes more earned against players of similar skill. A common comment I see is that players don't want to sweat in pubs, but they also don't want to get steamrolled in pubs. You can't have both. If you have very tight, skill-based matchmaking, you'll have sweaty matches because it's like a mere match fight yourself boss fight. If you have no skill-based matchmaking, you might get some free kills, but someone's going to be much better than you in that lobby, and you'll get steamrolled swiftly. So yeah, complicated questions get complicated answers. Open at least answers why you might get the less than perfect match every time, and that we're always working to trying to improve match quality and queue times. End Reddit post Geo. Yeah, so I'll give you a break there for a minute. So we saw there that we pretty much already mentioned, you know, what was going on as far as like they want to get us it's quantity over quality. Um, I did think that it was smart that he doesn't share um the matchmaking system. Nobody's going to do that in the any yeah. game. That has it. Um, and it is probably exploitable. There is certain variables that you they probably look at that that get um, you know, it weighs more than others. So if you knew those variables, then you could exploit it. Yeah, well, and people would. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm I would I'm uh, no I would, but I mean I, uh, what? Uh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Wink, wink, I got you. I got yeah, you. Wait, wait, no, John. That was maybe uh-huh. just to get in diamond one time. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> so I feel good about myself. So just I can be a part once. of like five percent. 
Um, and then I, I, I do enjoy that they're able to change it so quickly so that we do know that they're actively, whenever they want to, can actually change and look at test data live um, in matchmaking. So that's actually pretty cool that they can do that. And I'm glad he was he was real and transparent about that, that if you do see a change, then that might be why. Yeah. And I've definitely noticed that there's been game, game days when I'm gaming and I'm like, everything feels way different. These swabbies are different. The people I'm with are different. And that would explain why they're just exactly. testing the waters. And I think there is something here to be said about, uh, you know, the replayability of a game. I mean, this has been three years now. Uh, BRs are in some ways getting stale, but in some ways they're staying, you know, just as, it's it's just like the BRs came out yesterday with some of these games coming out now. You've got super people coming out, you've oh, got yeah. vampire BRs coming out. You've got all kinds of weird stuff coming out. Um, but Apex has made it through it all, and I think that their their ability to keep you engaged when it comes to you feeling like you need to earn the win has been a big factor in why it's so successful because it doesn't feel like you're losing every match and it doesn't feel like you're winning every match. It feels like whenever you win that you've earned your win. And it's crazy, yeah. man. You know, I could go weeks without winning, but then I get in an Elmer Fudd tournament and I locked myself down and I win three in a row or three in two hours. Right. So yeah, oh, absolutely. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to see this because I want a game that challenges me. If it's not a challenging game, it won't, it's, you know, it won't, it won't bring you back. And that's the, like, that's the way you have to look at it is this is a game where people play against people it isn't just like a regular game in like Halo where I can go set my difficulty to normal or expert. Yeah, exactly. And the really, I mean, the big thing in here in this article, not this article, but this Reddit post, right, is the fact that it's it's really hard to, or it's easy to forget that, you know, they have all the information in the world. Everything's live data. They can see all of it at any time. And the whole point of making a game is so that people will play your game. And exactly. so, yeah, hundred percent. And that's something to forget as a player, you know, <laughs> as a gamer. Sorry, not so much a player. I'm married. Hey. Um, <laughs> but, but no, like when you get in that zone where you're just getting pooped on all the time, you think they don't care. Like it's nothing, it's not on purpose that they're, you know, they're doing all this, but they like, they're there to make sure you play the game and to remind yourself, that's really important. I needed that reminder just reading it. Then, you know, they have the data. They're there to make sure you play and they're adjusting accordingly and it works. If you get exactly. a win after losing a poop ton, it feels that much better. You're 100% right. And I mean, there's days where if you win like four in a row, you're like, whoa, that was an incredible gaming experience. But if that happened every day, yeah, 100% you'd stop playing the game. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something to remember. So yeah, no, it makes sense. It's frustrating, but we still play. And that's why, because it's frustrating. And that's how our minds work. Yeah, yeah, very, very true there. And Mangoes agrees with us. You know, he said that he, he don't want the games to be too easy or too hard. Um, and to be honest with you, he, and I, and I can agree with this since this post was made, I don't think matchmaking, uh, has went any other way. I think this is no. continues to be the st structure that respawn is following expect. And this was back a year ago. So, um, season eight, I think is when this came out. So, and I think it's still the same way. Now, what I do like about this video is mango breaks down pubs are ranked into two different well, he says public matches in a two different brackets. He calls them the minor league and the major leagues, just like baseball. Mm -hmm. So the minor leagues are bot lobbies reserved for brand new players. These are players who are still trying to find out the basis of apex and generally rank 60 or below. He says that level isn't the only factor here though. 
Um, they should, they probably do consider things such as like, if you have a horrible KD, you often lose and your accuracy is often bad or, or still needing improvement, then you could see these type of lobbies more often than the average player who doesn't. Make I've been dropped lobbies. into a couple of them and went, Oh wow. <laughs> suddenly everything's a lot easier. And it, that's a slap in the face. Exactly. <laughs> I felt the same way when I read this. Um, <laughs> he, he said that if you believe if you go into one of these lobbies and proceed to drop a 20 bomb, that the apex MMR will fix it and move you out of these lobbies. And I truly believe that as well. I think that if, if, yeah, if you are dropping 20 bombs, they're not going to keep you in bot lobbies. Uh, but I do, I do believe this. I, you know, it's been a long time. I was talking to somebody yesterday and I told him, I said, I, I would be interested. I've never created an alt account, never in, in 12, almost 12 seasons. And yeah. uh, I would be interested to see where the MMR would, where it would put me with not having 11 seasons on my account, what it would look like for me in some of these lobbies and, and things like that. So very cool there with the minor leagues. And if you are one of those people that are seeing these bot lobbies, uh, just consider yourself lucky because I don't see them that often, which I don't know if that's me saying that I'm good, but I don't see them that often. That's what I say to myself to make myself <laughs> feel better. Yeah. The, those lobbies go. come along sometimes. And yeah, like we just mentioned, man, that you're like, Oh no, the game knows something I, I need to realize about myself. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and then we have the major league, which is player skills are going to vary, right? These are the people that are out of these bot lobbies. Um, but the reality behind it is this, a, this is a large portion of the player base. A large portion of the player base are past bot lobbies. Um, and, and, and the player skill is going to vary and it's going to make matchmaking more flawed. And that's where mangoes kind of sees the issue with the matchmaking system that they currently have is you have such a large pool of people in what he would consider the major leagues that the, uh, the priority of quantity over quality is hurting um, yeah. the, the game and the matchmaking. And so we did have a recent tweet from Sammy duck. Who's an apex dev. Why don't you go ahead and read that for us there? But yeah. Uh, so it goes like this uh, MMR exclamation point equals rank. You can be the same MMR, but a different rank than someone. If you solo queue at high level, it is extremely hard to find you other people to play with. As all Preds try stack, same issues in BR, no D rank, so artificially better. MMR distribution is all right. A lot of average Preds are rare. And yeah, no, absolutely. Like, if you are solo queuing, it's, and you're usually playing with a full stack and you guys are destroying everything that moves, it try if you're solo queuing, it tries to match you with people that are also solo queuing. And it's hard to find high skilled players that are solo queuing because most of them have a group of people they're playing with. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely a mother stuff to just remember and keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. And I think that one of the biggest things here is your rank does not, your rank does not always define your MMR and how good you are as a player. You can yeah. be, and I hear that a lot of the times, you know, people will be like, Geo, you're a plat player or Geo, you're a diamond player. Geo, you're better oh, than God. that. Or, you know, I hear it all the time and then I never get there. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Right? I'm like, why can't I make it? Why can't I make it on it, platform? It why? hurts even more. You uh -huh. think those words are kind? They burn. They hurt they my do. soul. I made it on a platform last season for the first time. And I don't want to ever do it again because it was so hard. I think um, you're a diamond player, I mean, Gio. 
Thank you. Thank you for ruining my memory. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but we saw in season eight, um, one of the things he pointed out is that in season eight, the majority of the player base uh, was um, gold, gold ranked players. So your average players would be considered gold level players. Um, your next, your next highest was actually silver. Um, just above that was your platinum players. Then you had your bronze and then only 5.86% of your population was diamond level. And then your master and pred was around 0.4 in season eight. And mangoes goes on to say in his video that this probably hasn't changed much since season eight, right? It's just not. And so whenever you see, uh, whenever you get to that level of like platinum, and you know, your MMR is high enough to where it starts trying to, it starts trying to put you in the higher rank matches. It's because those people don't have many people to play with that's in their rank. So they have to put them with someone. And so when you get to that level of platinum and your MMR is that high, they're going to put you with the 5.86% and the 0.4% because you're literally the only people that they can put them with that it yeah. makes sense on the upper tier of, of players. So you know, if you look at those numbers, you just have to realize that you, once you get a certain MMR, you become the minority and not the majority as far as Apex Legends players go. And if you don't want to make it to the minority, then don't, you don't have to suck a couple yeah. games, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Gio's telling you to not try. That's what Gio's yeah. telling you to do. So with that, you know, he was, he was just pointing out that the minor the minority is the highest level players. And that's, that's almost in most competitive games there. Oh, so, absolutely. And you might be a part of the minority. And if you're seeing games that are hard, it'll, it'll start kicking. And I think if you're in a gold, if you're gold ranked right now, I think you're going to see a mixed bag of hard and easy games. I think you're going to see both. I think you're going to see some games where it's balanced. You'll see that in a apex arenas, plenty of games. There's, plenty of games that's a balance but there's a lot of games where you get rolled and a lot of games where you get you steamroll the other team and it should it just has to do with like the teetering effect of the majority player base you're part of what's touching the minority and so they have to put you over on the minority sometimes and have you play them um so mango said there was a couple of things affecting and he had some questions so the first one was what server do you play on and the reality behind it is some servers are more populated are more popular and populated than others, but region locking uh, may become a thing. And, and Apex has recently said something. So why don't you go ahead and read that tweet for us there? Um, yes. So the tweet here, uh, we are investigating ways of guaranteeing competitive integrity at the highest rank of Apex Legends, including work to improve the net code when you fight a player with a bad connection to the server. We also recently tested a soft region lock for Masters and Predators as follows. Where the matchmaker picked the lowest latency data center available to the party leader, we ran this experiment for two weeks, and here are some interesting results on how it impacted server population. We saw most regions regaining a portion of their native players. And there's this awesome pictograph. I'm not sure if we'll be able to link that maybe in the show notes or, or however you want to put that. But yeah, no, definitely. Like sometimes if you're just clicking whatever's best, there's, I mean, for even if you're looking at like Japan West, there's a large portion of Central USA players that are just getting thrown into there because that's for some reason, the best connection they have with their internet. West Europe, still pretty, you know, pretty populated with that. Brazil South, obviously, uh, South America's most of it, but it still has people from Japan, Central USA, uh, not a lot of Europe. But yeah, that's, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a mixed bag out there. Yeah, and I believe the way that this graph works is that dotted line is where they set that, where they actually yeah. set the thing. Yeah, so 
it, it's it, my the biggest interesting one to me is that in Japan West, like such a huge amount of Central USA was oh, yeah. playing in Japan, and then they set the region lock, and it was like, oh well, more now more of your uh, South America and. Well, it obviously it took care of Europe too, but basically South America was able to make it in Japan West, but nobody else was. And you got to see a lot more Japan playing against each other. So really, really cool pictograph here that kind of shows you what region locking will do for the game. If they, if they implement it in this such a way. And I think this is, I mean, I get why people would be upset because a lot of people do switch regions to make games easier for themselves. But yeah, in a sure. way, I think this is an important thing for them to do because it gets you playing people in your own region. It gets you, you know, the future, you, whenever you look at who you're going to be playing, you kind of know what to expect rather than just a diverse group of players from different places around the world. So yeah, you're not going to have that uh, person who's not playing Mirage, but you think they are because they keep, you know, having a character appear somewhere else and then somewhere else and then back where they were eight seconds ago and all over the place. Like what is happening? And you also don't have to worry about having teammates with 200 ping. You're right. Right. Oh yeah, you, absolutely. You know, if you have, if you solo queue, you're not going to have two teammates with 200 ping from Japan playing in a USA server. Um, and so therefore you'll have someone with, you know, ping about the same as yourself and you're able to play a better game and have a better experience. So region locking, I think is important for apex to implement, but yeah. Uh, they have to be careful on implementing it too hard. And so I think this was just a test for them to look into that. The next question he had is what time of day do you play? Depending on traffic um, in in that time of day, it can result in a more competitive or more mixed bag of players. Of course, you'll see the most traffic is at night. Um, particularly yep, if you look at CST. Yeah, it's at CST about 530 all the way till probably midnight. You have a mixed bag of players but then if you play 8 a.m to like 12 you're probably going to win a couple games because the uh there's players that really you know the kids or something like that are on um but at the same time you have your hard straight hardcore streamers on at that time too so if you're on if you're on like higher level you're going to be playing some of them streamers because they're the only ones playing in those upper levels at the time oh yeah and there's yeah and there's something really interesting about that because there's definitely been times where we're gaming and it's like one in the morning or there's a definite time where we all go oh well you know we're about to get those european sweats now and mm -hmm. we just stop we know there's a certain time of night where they're gonna you know fluctuate over and our lobbies are suddenly gonna get way sweaty yeah and yeah it's, it's yeah it's definitely part of that whole that whole process not lying and then he goes on to say do you solo queue duo or full stack apex doesn't seem to care whether or not they place three stacks with uh, our trio stacks with solo queue players or anything like that. And that's true. Quantity over quality. I don't have to, I don't yep. want to beat a dead horse any more than I have to. Um, yeah, then you got show title right there. <laughs> yeah. Beating a dead horse. Um, then you got MMR distribution is all right because there's a lot of average players with preds being rare. He says average is a relative term and has many variables. And he says you could end up with a total crapshoot of team H which makes the solo queue experience consistently inconsistent and frustrating. So, um, yeah. but, but the thing is, is what should you do about it? Find more people to play with, um, do that by discord, uh, make sure that you can, uh, remember that you match bake with people that who are better than you, that will most likely see people of their skill, right? You don't want to match make. If you're matchmaking, if you're a bronze player and you're matchmaking with a diamond and you're truly a bronze player, you're going to have a bad experience because you're going to be playing bronze or diamond players when you're a bronze player. It's like 
if you're a masters player and you have a best friend that wants to start playing apex, you should not play apex with them off the drop. Yeah. Like it's going to suck for them. They're not going to like it. If anything, just go one V one each other in the, in the firing range. So, um, and then the last thing you can do there is just acceptance, Accept the fact that matchmaking yes. isn't yes. designed to favor you and that there's a hundred variables going on um, all at all times when it comes to putting you with uh, teammates and who you're going to face and that it's never going to feel great a hundred percent of the time. And exactly. I like that. And there, you I know, like and there's something to be thought of in the, you know, like multiplayer competitive shooters, whatever you want to say, like probably almost 30 years, maybe more, you know, this has been a thing. And if there was a perfect way to do matchmaking, every, every game would just do it. But there's again, cause there's so many variables. There's no perfect way to do it, especially in a battle Royale where things are RNG is a huge part of it. You know, there's so many things go and in, go into play here. So there's just, yeah, acceptance is huge, you know? Yeah. And then you have your, we had the percentages of people, you know, bronze, silver, golden, et cetera. But then on top of that, you have the massive percentage of people like Elmer Fudd here who just don't play ranked ever. And they're also in the pool, you know, maybe they are, maybe they are a predator level gamer, but they never go into ranked, you know, and you could run to them and just have no idea. It's just so much stuff. But yeah, acceptance is the biggest thing. Hey, You've been Fudd. playing as long as you have, and you're going to keep playing. Hey, Fudd, you're a predator yeah. level player, man. I, I, <laughs> I hate you so much. Hey, it's better than being a diamond I, I heard level next player season, like me. They're, they're adding, they're adding a, a level above that. And I think that's the kind of player you are, Geo. Yeah, the, the prime apex. Yeah. You're going to be the point, the zero point one percent player. I know it. I look in your eyes, and that's what I see, Gio. Yeah, that's how my wife feels about me too. I'm the apex. <laughs> well, moving on uh, to solo <laughs> duo. Climb that mountain. Yeah, what? yeah. Climb, what? Um, so we're moving on to our final topic: solo queue, solo duo queuing tips. Um, and this was me sitting at a computer and literally thinking of from the beginning of a game to the end of the game. What are some tips to help get you through your solo and duo queue experience? And then after I created a list, I went and looked at what other people said. And a lot of this came up, but this is from my heart on what I do and what I truly like. I have a lot of, there's a lot of people in the discord and even oh, yeah. other players I play with that have recently given frustrations out about solo queue and duo queue experience and matchmaking. And so what I want to do here is share a list of things that I do personally and think of whenever I think of solo queue and duo queuing, whenever I go into games and uh, just share that with you. And I, th I think this will be, um, you know, I don't, I don't think you've read this Elmer Fudd. So this might be, you no, know, yeah, I just want to read here. this first one real quick is really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. So Geo's first thought for solo duo queuing is to ping where enemies are 700 times nonstop while saying revive in capital letters. Geo, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is a good list. I don't, I, I would do, did you mix up the bad and the good lists or that is hey, awful Fudd. advice. Hey Fudd, you're a bronze level player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever you said, ever to, said me. to me. <laughs> you're so sweet. Your level is about as great as your beard game, but then you'd be a predator, right? Your beard game's killing it right now, man. Uh, Looking great. I just got a shower before. <laughs> that is definitely not what I typed there. Y'all though. Um, the oh, first oh, thing, oh. <laughs> you may you may reread that for you there, Fudd. You may fix your glasses. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. Bit. Maybe, yeah. I need to get my eyes checked. <laughs> the first thing I put is this is a team game. Everything is better as a team. That's me saying that 
you should do whatever you can to make sure that whether you're solo or duo queuing that your third or your second and third feel like they're a part of a team. Uh, yeah. And that actually just goes with the rest of my list. That's just me saying, do do make sure you realize it's a team game. Make sure you realize this is not a solo queue game. This is not like where you do no feel all the time. This is a team game. And these are all the things that will help make that this a better team game for you for solo queue, duo queue experience. So the first thing past this is maintain a positive attitude. This is a hobby for most of us. And you choose to sit down and play this game knowing that it isn't perfect. Right. So it's with any game, this is a choice. It is a, you choose to sit down and spend 5,000 hours in the look of mango and in the, you know, mangoes uh, world. He chose 5,000 hours to sit down and play apex legends because he enjoys it and something draws him back. Um, And so if you spend, if you've spent 5,000 hours on a game, but 85% of that, you've just been pissed off. You've hated the experience and you've just crap talked the game, crack top the loot distribution, your teammates. Uh, if you've done that the entire time, you're not going to have fun. Maintain a positive attitude. The reality behind it is you're going to play. If you're like me, you're playing with people that got off work just like you probably had a crappy day, just like you came home to a kid that pooped in a diaper, just like you. If you maintain a positive attitude, they're going to have a positive attitude and the team is going to be better off. Um, and that leads to the third one is don't be toxic. The last thing you want to meet to do when you meet someone is hear how their other teammates let them down last game or how crappy your night has been. And you don't want to hear that. And they don't want to hear it either. They don't like, they don't want to hear how the caustic last game was a level seven that didn't like threw traps in front of the doors that you tried to escape out of. And you got down, like it's a new game. Be refreshed. It's okay to have frustrations but know that you're going into a different game with different people that they might've won their last game. You might be taking them off of the hype that they needed to continue on and carrying you in this game. So, you know, don't be toxic. Um, do you have anything think, to say honestly, about that? Of your whole, yeah. So far, I think that's the most important one on this list. Every so much of a BR is, is the mental aspect of it. So having, if you can form that skill, like Gio just mentioned to go, all right, this is a new game. The last one doesn't even matter. It's over. I've played 8,000 matches of Apex. I don't remember every single one of them. So I know mm-hmm. I'm going to forget this one that I just had. Go into exactly. the next one, fresh mind, you know, fresh thoughts, fresh experiences. Yeah, that's that's honestly, I think, is the best. You could have had that list, the only thing on the list, and it would have got the point across. That's a really good one, man. I don't know if that's him telling me my next, like, 13 or horrible or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've read the rest of the list. It's garbage, guys. Tune out. It's oh, just, no. <laughs> who cares? Don't listen to this guy. I think what? I think the rest of your list could probably be a diamond player. A diamond player? Okay. Well, yeah, okay, let's see what di- let's see what diamond players have to say since <laughs> I don't uh, since I'm not a diamond player. The the next you one is Thank you. I appreciate it. I hate you. Uh the next <laughs> one is the skill ceiling continues to rise in Apex. It's true. You're you're not seeing as many new players. Um and then the players that are sticking around, they're getting better, right? Um, make sure that you're always learning from your mistakes, make sure that your skill ceiling is rising and make sure that you're improving and realize that this is a game that takes time and dedication. This isn't a game where you're, if you play it, if you don't play it frequently, you're going to hop on one day and be like the best. You're going to be Imperial hall power or whatever his name is. You're going to be the next star. That's not how this game works. There's too many character combinations 
There's too many uh, variables. There's too many things to learn for you to just hop on one day and be the best at this game. Some people are gifted that way, but a lot of us, the majority of the player base is not. The next one I had was know the map. Simple, but it's needed. When you yep. make a call out, don't just say that building over here, that building over there, and don't say, hey, I think we need to move to the POI. I don't know what it's called. Know your map. Like, it, you know, whenever we dropped into Stormpoint the first time, I think I dropped with FUD. And the biggest yeah. thing that I wanted to make sure was that I knew some most of the POIs. You know, I didn't know exactly how to get to every POI, but when I was in a POI, I knew the name of it. Um, and that's very important is make sure you know the name of all these POIs. Uh, make sure you know what the, the terrain looks like, where, where, what positions you should and shouldn't be taking and all that stuff. And that will make a difference in the game. And also it'll put more confidence in your teammates that you're solo duo queuing with because they know that you understand the map. The next thing is we all love winning, but for a BR, figure out uh, what you yourself considers a good game, right? For me, a good game is top five or lower with an even spread of damaging kills across my team. That is a good game for me. That's not, that's me saying, if that's me, if I lose, I'm going into it and I'm excited for the next game. That's what that is for me. Um, And I, I can leave a game knowing that I'm happy and I could get the win next time. So set a standard for yourself. And then as your skill ceiling continues to rise, you know, set more standards for yourself. Uh, The next one is take breaks. While we love sitting down for eight hours or four hours, having a game uh, gaming session, give your eyes a break. And every so, every so, every so many matches, make sure you get up, walk around for five or 10 minutes and take a breather. It'll make your gaming better. It'll make your session, um, maybe even extend your session, but it'll also give you a new, uh, a new mind whenever you go to 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 queue up with the next uh, guys you don't know, right or girls, um, use the no fill option for duos matches, right? That that is a possibility. It's of course you don't want to use it for trios because that would suck Ouch. you versus three other people. But a, a lot of times, if you choose a mobility character and make sure that you can outmaneuver or outmove your opponents, you can win a duo. Um, you versus a duo, you can do that. Three characters that. I think are good to choose for that are Pathane, Pathfinder, Octane, and Bangalore. Um, Pathane? Pathane. Pathane. Uh, you can kill That's teams Pathane. quickly <laughs> with assault rifles, uh, SMGs, or shotguns only. Um, third party as much as possible in those these duo games, and your frustration will be your own. Every time you lose, it's on your own accord. You made your own decisions, and uh, I know that Bert in the Discord has been doing this a lot, solo queuing, and he had like a 10-kill match the other day from solo queuing and duos. So um, it's also a good way to test your skills. So go ahead and do that. Yeah. The next thing is warm up before you go in. I think a lot of people don't do that. Uh, missing your shots and not warming up can cause frustration to occur on your end, and then you go and start blaming your teammates um, and saying that they're making the mistakes when in reality you join the game not warmed up, right? Exactly. So that's your own yeah. de- arenas is a thing like (laughs) arenas is the best warm-up exactly (laughs) um if you plan on solo queuing or duo queuing choose a character that helps make the comp uh, choice easier for your randoms the game starts at the character select screen every game starts there each one of these characters that i'm going to list here are ones that i thought were great for people that are solo queuing duo queuing um because they don't allow the ability to hurt your teammates the only one that does is crypto and it only slows the teammates but it doesn't harm them 
So my first one is lifeline, the ability to heal yourself and your teammates. The ult isn't a hard decision to make, so you don't have to dwell on it very often. But overall, you can heal yourself and your teammates. Bloodhound, um, information is everything. This character provides information during fights um, and whenever you're going into an area um, for teammates who might not be talking. Uh, and, and even you, if you don't want to talk whenever you're solo queuing, the information that a Bloodhound scan is all the information a team needs to make to make a good decision, right? That's that's what they need. Um, Crypto, I think, is a good character for this. Um, Bloodhound is my first choice for an informational character, but Crypto has so much potential. He has the ability to scout areas well before you move into them. Um, you can scan beacons quickly that help your teammates realize that you're looking to go into the circle you can check care packages without your teams moving in and possibly getting killed. And you can use his drone to choose whether or not you want to third party a fight. And then you can use his ult wisely in order to gain damage on your shield and then possibly even gain damage for your other teammates shields as well. So overall crypto, I think is a really good character for someone who wants to be a part of a team and they can sit back passive and, or even aggressive in certain situations. Uh, Loba is another character Luke can always change the game. You get her oh, yeah. ult so quickly. Like you get her ult so quickly and her movement in Stormpoint um, going up and down with her bracelet is huge right now. Um, overall, she's a great character to play. And like I said, Luke can change. Like the initial push can be so much better if your entire team has loot and her ability gives you that. And then of course you have your movement characters, um, which you can always use a movement character. It's never a bad part. Oh, 100%. Part. Yeah, like never, even as a beginning player, a movement character is important. Uh, Pathfinder movement is important in Apex. It, this legend helps with that. Like Pathfinder can get you anywhere and everywhere. It can You can escape fights, enter fights. Uh, same thing with Octane. You got the jump pad to help engage or disengage fights. For Horizon, the verticality of her lift is very important. And her ultimate is great whenever you don't know if you can count on your teammates' ability to aim a gun. Her ultimate literally sucks people into one area so that anybody can hit the broadside of a barn. Your teammates will be able to hit the enemies. And then lastly, Wraith is important because you're able to back in and out of fights with her uh, portal. And you can also portal in, grab your teammate if they need a res. So all I think all or these characters... Anything. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, anything. Uh, I think all these characters um, are great for that. And, and uh, you know, my favorite one on the list... Uh, is crypto. I think like being able to grab a banner when a teammate goes down, playing passive or aggressive with him, using his ult to push teams, using him for information. Um, you just have to know how to play him. I think that he wouldn't be one that would be for somebody that's never played crypto and you're in solo and duo queue. I think you need to learn crypto and then that's who you would use for solo and duo queue rather than that. Who on that list would you pick to play? I'm curious out of all those right there. Mm, you know, this is really tough, you know, as an Octane main. Uh, oh, uh, man. <laughs> I even had to ask, did I? Oh, Octane I is the only it. character you should ever play ever. But no, honestly, like, I think uh, getting scans, um, like, honestly, Bloodline, Bloodline, Bloodhound, Crypto, or Loba, those three, I think, are the best you can do. Because the biggest thing when you're solo queuing is... Not and I use hand holding in the most respectful way possible. Is your your job is to pay attention to what your team needs, where they're going. You follow them. Your teammates are the shot callers. If you spend the whole game going, God, why won't you keep up? Why can't they do this? Then you're just gonna lose. 
and you get that Loba ult as fast as you can, and they'll be throwing ultimate accelerants at you the rest of the game. Because exactly. a lot of people that are playing this game, you're addicted to looting. We all have mm -hmm. that friend that doesn't want to get in firefights. They're just addicted to getting that color, a different, you know, going getting that blue to purple, getting that purple to red, you know, like that's all they want. So the more you can give that to people, 100%. That's the way it's going to go. But you should exactly. play Octane. Um, just like a character, um, a loadout can make a difference as well. So that's my next point is when solo queuing, make sure you are carrying a long range weapon and a yes. short range weapon. Don't carry both short range or both long range. Carry both, uh, carry one long and one short because you never know whether you're going to get matched up with an aggressive set of teammates or a passive set of teammates. And you need to be able to switch between both just in case be ready for any situation in any type of teammate you can be handed. Right. Um, the next one is even if your teammates don't have comms, make sure you do and make sure you're communicating, be open and honest with them. And most of the time they will listen. I found that some of my best games are ones without a mic because I will talk and take the role of the in-game leader and they will follow. If you're willing to talk, a lot of people will be able to hear through their TV screens or whatever. They will follow you. If you're if you're yeah. calling shots, if you know the map, like I said, if you know the map and you call out rotations, they will follow you. If you use a ping system, all that kind of stuff, and we'll talk about that here in a second. The next one is if you get lucky enough to be the jump master, make the right call where you land. Right now in pubs, right now, literally right now as we're talking. This very second. Tons of teams are dropping immediately, like literally immediately. It's ridiculous. Be smart, drop smart, and free look. You can still free look. When you are the drop uh, jump master, you can still look around because you you know you can't rely on your solo queue or duo queue teammates to come out and say something. Look around and figure out if somebody landed near you yourself. Don't have to ask the question, someone land here. Where are other teams landing close to you? And where is a place that my teammates can get loot as well, right? Those are things that you should be asking yourself when you are jump master, especially when solo and duo queuing. Know yeah. that your teammates probably aren't thinking what you're thinking. Keep in mind that whatever you, that you need to do, what you need to do, survive and make sure your positioning and your movements make sense. If your teammates go on the side of a hill and you see that there's a team in a building that's looking directly at the side of that hill, you don't have to make the same stupid decision that your teammates made. That's what I'm saying here. Make yeah. a decision to if you see a rock and if you see a rock, you can hide behind hide behind a rock. If Ain't you know rock. Yeah. Exactly. Let them know. And then also, you know, do what you need to do to survive. They probably don't give a rat's butt if you survive. They probably don't. They they want to win probably as much as you do. But when it comes to surviving, they care about themselves and you should too. So make yep. sure that you're making the right decisions, the right positioning, the right movements there. If you have a third that splits off and goes on their own thing, make sure to call out to your other teammate and let them know whether or not you're going to follow the third. Right. There's a lot of times where we get solo dual queue experiences where the third just goes out and does something crazy they go to a poi that's two pois away and you're like what the hell is going on i just on watched here? a montage of someone killing everything and i think i can do it now exactly and that's not how this works so you know and and what will probably happen is that your your other player will probably play with you and if as long as you have that duo in a trios game you can win a trios game with a duo we we saw it in the elmer fred tournament um because our yeah was oh my god was inebriated so uh, it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is use your ping system. I don't really think I need to go much into that. That's ping so your cool. enemies. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, we the could talk about ping system. The ping system is so good. 
And I think, yeah. was Apex the first one to implement a ping? I know that no one else was doing it when they did it. I don't remember if they were the first or not, mm-hmm. but every yeah. game has a ping system of some sort because of what Apex Legends did. When this and game Apex came out, this was revolutionary. I'd never seen anything like this. You can ping exactly what kind of gun you're looking for, exactly the ammo, exactly the attachment, where to go, if there's an enemy there, if there's an enemy's been there, if you want to go somewhere, if you don't want to go somewhere, we should hold this position, we should attack that position. You can do everything without without vocal comms. It's such a brilliant system. Please use it. Oh my God, mm-hmm. it's so big. Solo queue, duo queue, you have to ping. You, you have to ping. Um, number 17 is sharing is caring, especially with yes. Karen and Sharon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Use your loot screen to see what your other teammates are carrying. It's a very simple process. You look at what ammo types you're carrying. You use your loot screen to see what ammo types your other teammates are carrying, and you ping that loot for them. Very simple, but also establishes trust between you and your teammates. If you see a person is ta- is carrying a heavy weapon and you see a purple heavy mag tag the purple heavy mag if you already have a purple heavy mag yourself tag the purple heavy mag it's very very simple the next one is don't take unnecessary fights third partying is great but a lot of times third parties end up with a fourth party if you can't collect the kills in an amount of time that makes sense then you will get thirded Make sure you look loot quickly and be ready to call out when incoming teammates are engaging and make sure that you disengage if necessary and let them know that you're disengaging. The 19th point is invite good teammates after a game. You have the ability to invite good teammates, but the main thing is keep your expectations low. Your expectations shouldn't be, hey, I just won a game with these guys. I'm going to win every game for the rest of the night. Your expectations should be that You've, you've established that it more than likely that they know how to play Apex. They understand the basics of Apex, and so therefore they should be able to play in a way that can earn you a win, but don't always expect the win. You might have just got lucky, and you might have found a balanced lobby. That's not going to happen every game. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then I think the final point here is another one of those big ones like the toxicity. It's okay to log off and play another day. It's okay. Apex is still going to be here. Yep. The same tryhards are still going to be here. The same bots are still going to be there. It's okay to hit the log off button, play a different day, enjoy yourself playing a different game. Play and we different see it game, with, yes. We see it with you, Elmer, man, all the time. It's awesome to I, see you oh, play through absolutely. Halo and everything. That's the thing. I love pizza, but I don't want to eat pizza every day. Eventually, exactly. I will never want to eat pizza again. I love Apex. I play it a lot, but I can't play nothing but Apex. And if you have a day where you're not feeling Apex or pizza, then you do something else and you don't have pizza, you know? Exactly. And so before we close out, just what I wanted to kind of say here at the very end of all this is we understand that matchmaking in this game can be frustrating. We get it. Yeah. But you can still make the best out of your time in Apex when solo or duo queuing and you can still have the time of your life with this game because it is challenging. It is rewarding when you win. And I think that if you look at the last 20 things that we talked about or that I just laid out on, on the, on you, I think that you can make your game better. And I think that there's a lot of these things that maybe you all think that you do that you aren't doing. And so I would ask that you just try implementing one or two of these things, making some changes this year. 2022 is a brand new year. We're only 12 days in. You can start yeah. doing some of these things in the rest of 22, 2022 for Apex for you 
will be amazing, right? So that's just kind of, this is kind of my love letter to all those people that are in that spot right now where, man, I don't know if I want to play Apex anymore because it's just so frustrating because I get it. I'm like, I was, I'm like that too. I had that moment over uh, Christmas time. It was just getting to a point where I had two weeks off. I was playing Apex too much and I had to finally realize I'm playing this game way too much. That's the reason I yeah. just keep getting mad. And so, um, you know, this list is something that even myself, whenever I was writing it, I was like, holy crap, I need to take my own advice on some of these things. But it's, yeah, it's really good to do that. But no, well, I mean, generally like, remember for, you know, for me, I don't have 20 points, but, um, you know, you are also the random in that other person's lobby is the biggest mm -hmm. thing. As many times as you've gone, God, this guy's such an idiot. Why won't he just follow me? He's going to go die. That guy at the exact same moment is going, God, this guy's such an idiot. Why won't he follow me? <laughs> you are the random in their lobby as well. And the, mm -hmm. the more you can understand that. And, and when I'm, when I'm solo queuing, I do everything I can to just help the team so that if I get down, they go, Hey, that guy's been nice. I'm going to revive him. Cause mm -hmm. it happens a lot where if you're a jerk in solo queue, they're just going to leave you to die. Cause you're a jerk and you deserve to die, you know? Exactly. So yeah, understand you're also, you're also the random you're there to help each other out. So make that your, your biggest thing. And then, you know, in the biggest point from earlier is it's a fresh game. Every time go in that, understand. I know the big point of this episode wasn't to call out, you know, how matchmaking's awful. And that's why we're having a bad time. It's to bring it to your attention so that when you're having those moments, you can think about it and go, this is on purpose. This is how the game's designed so that I can get into a new match quickly. It's this just giving you the information you need to understand the game better so that you can react in a more positive manner. Exactly. So I guess with that, that's all we've got to say this time. Uh, Elmer Fudd, you're actually going to do the outro this time. Yeah, man. I am. So go ahead and tell us what's going to be on the next episode of broadcast. Yeah. This next episode of broadcast probably in a couple of weeks, maybe next week. Who knows? We'll see how, how schedules go, but you can look for a Gibby guide. We've been talking about doing that for a while. It's happening. 2021 mm -hmm. review between our gameplay between apex as a game, the podcast is as, as few, as few time as it's been here, uh, mm -hmm. all that in review and our thoughts on what made, what apex needs to stay alive. We got to look at the future. This thing's been here for three years. It's still popping, but it's, it's, everything's gotta, you know, have a moment. So we're going to talk about that. But the big thing here is thank you all for listening so much. Make sure to visit us over on Linktree at linktree.ee slash BR underscore broadcast, where you will find our anchor link, Twitter link, Discord link, and our Twitch link. We've, uh, Mr. Geo here has been putting a lot of work into revamping the YouTube and, uh, you know, how Twitch looks and the overlays and everything, making it streamlined and really professional looking. He's doing fantastic. Please check that out once again, linktree.ee slash BR underscore broadcast. Geo, as for yourself, brother, where can the good people find you? And anywhere that you can research broadcast or find us, um, you know, if, if you want to just go on the broadcast, Twitter, the, the, or the Instagram or anything like that, you can message that directly and you will get to me immediately. Um, other than that, the best place to find me is discord at geo number four, five, seven, four, where if you do message me, I will make sure to invite you to the discord and uh, we will catch some games because I play almost every night if I can. Yeah. And uh, I would enjoy playing some games with you all. And then, of course, if you'd like to send me a friend request on Apex, just type in MASH, that's capital M-A-S-H underscore G-O, and I'm the only one that pops up for that. So go ahead and send me an invite. Hell yeah. Uh, as for myself, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double D.
And if you want to add me on Origin, that's Elmer Fudd, double M, double D, but the L is a one. And uh, something mm-hmm. we don't really plug a lot, but we do have a club. I believe that's what's called an Apex. Yeah. So if you're if you're looking for a group, so you know who's online, you can find people to play with. We do have a club in Apex. If that's something you're interested, please, please hit us up with that. Uh, once again, jump into that Discord. It's been growing a lot. Uh, looking for group has been popping. People are meeting each other, playing all the time. It's been fantastic. Please share this show with your friends so that they can then get in the Discord, find more people to play with, and create a better and positive community. Please rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We see all of them. Geo's mm-hmm. in there. He knows his ways. He sees exactly. all the podcast platforms and the reviews. Please do that. And we will see you next time. Adios. See you later. Ta-ta-ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs>